1: Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Exberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is, at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for spending this hour with me. I'm going to have a great show today. We're going to be talking a whole lot about what's going on in the election. But before I get started, I want to remind you folks I sure hope for those who've been able to early vote that you have early voted. Uh, please also remember, let me go ahead and put, Good morning, Ray Holder, my cousin de Panama. Como estás, mi amigo, mi hermano, mi primo? Anyhow, folks, um, listen, uh, we're going to have a great show. We're going to be talking evangelicals, we're going to be talking Trump, we're going to be talking votes, we're going to be talking the Black vote, is it really underperforming? We're going to be talking the Latino vote. Is it really doing what it is supposed to do? And all those answers, in my humble opinion, are a big positive that the media is actually missing. I think there's a whole lot being missed in the media. But before I even go over there, I'm going to hit the vote again. Did you vote, first of all, if you were able to early vote? If you have not early voted, you must, you must go ahead and vote on November 8th on Tuesday. I tell you what, if you have to miss work, you have to miss work. If you have to miss school, you have to miss school. I don't care what you have to miss. The reality is this is an existential election. And while some of the polls show that it is close, you have to make this election you must ensure that we do not in allow evil, the utter evil, to enter the White House. We don't, there's a whole lot that wasn't covered. There's an absolutely lot that our current media didn't cover that will be coming out. If this guy were to get elected, I can guarantee you that he would be impeached. Uh, Forget about you know them talking about Hillary Clinton impeachment and all that kind of stuff. This here's a reality because there is enough stuff out there. A lot of us have been trying to get some of this information out, but we you know we don't have the traction to get it out in the amount of time that that is out there. So what you need to do again is make sure if you haven't early voted on Tuesday to go out and vote. But there's yet one other thing that you must do, assuming. That you have early voted, assuming you've already voted or not, it is imperative that you call your friends, your families, and everybody else that, that that's hearing my voice here on the air on, on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook Live, on Tumblr, elsewhere. It is imperative that you call your families, your relatives, and everybody else and let them know they must go to vote and there's one person that they cannot that they must not vote for go to people that you trust and the reason you must hit people that you trust is there's no longer a whole lot of time to make a case the one thing that is sure is that donald trump must not be the president of the united states for women for people of color for people with different names, anybody that was gullible enough to vote for Trump, you're forgiven. You're forgiven for what you would have done, placing a pseudo, and I don't want to call that guy from Europe's name, but for putting someone like that into office. So folks, we are going to get our show started right Now, let me get it out on Democracy um, Unlimited, get them involved in the picture. Now they're involved in the picture. Okay, folks, here's the deal. Many know, I I titled the show today, evangelicals should be shamed for their support of Donald Trump. Why should they be shamed? Well, everything that they have claimed over their existence, everything these people have claimed over their existence. Great Ray Holder voted yesterday. Viva! Everything that these guys have claimed over their existence, they have gone against, which not only proves a hypocrisy, but proves the danger that they represent, not only for the United States, but for humanity at large. And that's not hyperbole. Because folks like myself have always talked about uh, the religious ilk, many in the religious ilk, many who follow blindly the religious ilk, they tend to uh, and and this is not a hit on my Christian friends. remember, as I always tell folks, my wife is a deacon, so uh, you know I, I, I I'm around all kinds of religions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. but we have to realize realize those notions anyhow, going back to the to to, to the to what we're gonna talk about today. Many know that many of today's evangelicals are likely worse than the Pharisees of the biblical days. While I pointed out this verifiable truth for decades, as I watched evangelical leaders pilfer their gullible followers, they displayed their evilness overtly with their support of Donald Trump. It is not about the Supreme Court. It is not about moral values. It is not about any positive values at all. There is no doubt that they made a financial calculation. Win or lose, they have a new resource, the Donald Trump supporters. And you know what? They know they have the ability to control puppets, the gullible, the willfully ignorant, the low information voter. And look, I have many friends that are in that category as well, and I nicely tell them that, and when we go over issues, they finally say, ah, yes, that is true. I didn't get it. I allowed myself to be clouded by tunnel vision. So we we can get across that. It's about how we talk respectfully to our peers to encourage them to do the right thing. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Let's talk. I will also be following our hashtag politics done right on Twitter, Egberto Willis. So please go ahead and uh, go ahead and follow Egberto Willis. My, that, that is spelled E G B E R T O W I L L I E S, Egberto Willis on Twitter. And as well, I'd like you to give our page, Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis on Facebook. Go ahead and give me a like so that the next time we have different shows or for a lot of things that we'll be having. Going up to the election. In fact, I'll be broadcasting from KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston, on election day. I'll be doing the early election day coverage there, so we can talk about that as well. But you know, um, we we have to we have to take this election seriously because it is it is a serious issue, and a lot of people who want to blow the system up they think for some reason they're going to send the message to. The, the, the establishment. They're going to use this, this person without an ideology, this person that is just crazy. We're going to bring him in to shatter, change things around. Don't believe that crap. Those same people that are telling you to do that on Wednesday, they don't have an answer for you. They don't have a solution for you. They don't know they don't know that you still have health care to worry about. They don't know that you still have to get a job. They don't know, or they, don't, they can't empathize with the things that you have to consider as a living, breathing American. For all those Trump-yites, Trump, those guys that are following Trump, that they think, yay, yay, we're going to vote for him and they're going to get him into office. What do you think happens the day after? Do you think their lives get any better Will Donald Trump do anything to make their lives better? Absolutely not. They're peons. They're just there following the idol that will cut their heads off. That is, figuratively cut their heads off, meaning their economic well-being, their health well-being, and otherwise. These are serious times. But anyhow, folks, I think you kind of know where it is, what time it is, and what I'm going to talk about is not going to be just my words in this one here, but this is going to be. It's time for the weekly blog post. I don't know how many of you saw Bill Maher last night, but I think Bill Maher was great last night. Bill Moore showed somewhat of a, what, what is the word uh, that I want to use? He, he he was very scared about the election. I mean, he's very scared that Hillary could win. Assuming you're a numbers person, in my humble opinion, I think Hillary has the race if, if folks don't think she has the race and make sure to go out there and vote. But there are more good people in this country then there are the sum total of the evil plus the gullible plus the willfully ignorant plus the low information voter. That is my trust. Again, let me repeat that. My trust is that in this country, you have more good people, more uh, educated people, meaning not educated necessarily in the elitist form that, you know, you have to have the doctorate or whatever, but I'm talking about educated on the issues. You have more educated people more good people than you have gullible people, evil people, low information people, and otherwise the willfully ignorant. That's my theory. Okay, so here it goes. Bill Moore in, his, in this new rule slammed evangelicals like no other as he made it clear that their support for Donald Trump made them irrelevant as Values Voters they sold out the morality they purported to have. I never personally thought they had much morality because much of the evil in this country was effected in fact under the name of the Lord. I never did buy into that. But anyhow, Bill Moore called out evangelicals for the dangerous hypocrisy they're displaying with their support for everything they preached against, which Donald Trump exemplifies. He exemplifies absolutely everything these guys have preached about. Now, before leaving this election behind, this, before leaving this election behind, we must all thank Donald Trump for the good thing he did, Bill Maher said. He exposed evangelicals who are big Trump supporters as the shameless hypocrites they have always been. I don't know if you noticed, but Republicans didn't get to play the Jesus card this time around because it is hard to bring up the Ten Commandments when your candidate spend his br- his life breaking all of them. Trump's commandments are like the regular commandments with LOL at the end. Bill Maher then went on to itemize with examples the commandments Trump continuously breaks. He displayed the women he committed adultery with. He played clips of him cursing and bearing false witness. He used Trump University to illustrate his stealing. He displayed Vladimir Putin as an example of Trump having false idols. He is the world's least godly man, Bill Moore said. Jesus saw the good in whores and lepers, but he met Donald Trump. He would say, if he met Donald Trump, he would say, sorry, man, that's a preexisting condition. Now, Maher said that with four days left until the election, he wanted to celebrate one thing, Because evangelicals chose the most ungodly character to support, they could not. They could not, in good conscience, they could not inject religion into the campaign. But I still think we are owed an explanation from the values voters as to how they could line up behind Donald Trump, Bill Maher said sarcastically. A man who loved to say, Nobody loves the Bible like I do. Who, when asked, couldn't name a single passage. Even Sarah Palin said, hey, for the F's sake, it's not a newspaper now. Come on. It's not a newspaper. How could you? How could you? How could you not know that? I grew up in a church. I still remember those things. Mar reminded the audience about the fiasco that occurred when Donald Trump tried to name a book of the Bible. Instead of saying Second Corinthians, he said two Corinthians. <laughs> Trump has nothing in common with Jesus, who has who was from the Middle East, Bill Maher said. Trump wouldn't even let him into the country. Jesus healed the blind. Trump mocked the handicapped. Jesus tr- turned the other cheek. Trump, Trump grabbed her, you know what? Jesus turned water into wine, and Trump, what does he do? All he does is wine. The Bible says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Trump says, fine. What about my daughter? That was so funny because a lot of people are concerned about the way he speaks about his daughter. I am concerned. I have a beautiful daughter. I have a beautiful, beautiful daughter. and never have, have I ever thought those thoughts that you hear come out of Trump the moral, the, the evangelicals' guys. And for all of us that have these beautiful daughters, we never heard or thought things like that, Mr. Pervert. Marr further illustrates the hypocrisy of the evangelicals. In the primaries, evangelicals had a whole bouquet of religious nuts to, to choose from, Marr said. Mike Huckabee, Rick Santorum, Scott Walker, Ted Cruz, Ben Carson. Ben Carson, who doesn't just walk with Jesus, they showered together, says ben, Says uh, uh, Mar. But they went with a foul mouth, twice married, you-know-what grabber, with one exception. I never thought I would hear myself say this. This is Bill Trump, I mean, uh, Bill Maher talking. But let's hear it for the Mormons. Bill Maher went on and pointed out that the evangelicals support Trump's 75% to 14. 75% support for Donald Trump with evangelicals. That destroys their brand. Yes, they'll keep their brand within themselves incestuously. Incestuously. They will keep their brand among themselves. But for all those people who we looked at evangelicals as those people that are values voters, for those people who looked at this group as values voters, they will never, ever be seen again. So while they may have gained the alt-right as new members, while they have gained the misinformed as new members, which actually for them is pretty good, they would have lost the possibility of being taken seriously by the vast majority of Americans by the vast majority of the Americans because in their support of Donald Trump, in their support of a misogynist, racist, and I could go on and on type of a person, they've shown who they really, really are. Not, a, not, an, not something that I don't know or shouldn't know. Anybody who was born in this country, anybody who has migrated to this country, anybody who knows the history of this country, knows that this is a country that has always had a sect within the country that have held up the Bible, preached the Bible like no other, while they whipped and killed and murdered and pilfered. So it's not, it should be no example. We look at the hearts of real people and how they treat others and what they do and what they say, and that's how we judge. That's how we de- de- determine the good from the bad, the good from the evil. But of course, there are some that are just misinformed, ill-informed, gullible, and fall. But that's what we're here for. That's what you are here for. That is what you must mitigate. That is why you must talk to your folk, all the folk that you know, whether they agree with you or not, and try to put sense in the heads, try to show that empathy is important. But anyway, let me finish the blog before I go on my what could be an everlasting rant. Billmore went on and pointed out that in, the evangelical supporters are seven, uh, support Trump by 75 percent, only 14 percent, oppose him. Including uh, CZ, uh, my good friend at the, I don't remember the name, that, that blogs at the conservative blog. He's been warning evangelicals for a long time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay to your values. Don't do it. They didn't listen to my conservative buddy from Ohio. But anyhow, apparently, and by the way, Mormons only gave him 19% support. The vast majority of Mormons, folks that many, including Bill Clinton, you know, he can kind of rough sometimes, consider fairly different. But they were consistent to their values. They, the Mormons were consistent to their values. So now, I think it raises the notion that those 14% evangelicals, which would be a huge percentage, go be Mormons. Actually, my mother's a Mormon, so hey, what can I say? I'm proud of my mother. I'm proud of those folks that are, that are Mormons. I'm a humanist, you know that, but I'm proud of the Mormons who did the right thing. Apparently. The Mormons believe you shouldn't vote for a lie. This is Bill, Bill Maher speaking here. Apparently, the Mormons believe you shouldn't vote for a lying infantile scumbag just because he's on your team, just because he's a Republican. I used the word scumbag. I didn't use the word. It was Bill Maher. You know, I don't generally speak like that. Okay, folks, the telephone number is 646 929. Two four nine five Again, that number is 646-929-2495. I want to hear from you. Before I get to John on the phone, let me see. Let me go to Facebook and start talking to my folks and see some of the messages that they left. Oh, of course, Jacob Santieng is here, who is a Trump supporter. Jacob, I stand by everything that I've written before. And someday, maybe when you're a bit older, I hate to sound condescending, but you'd understand if you have a family to feed, if you have health care to take care of, why Trump and his values and his values, and I'm not talking about personal values, I'm talking about economic values, present a clear and present danger to have somebody like that in the White House. Let's go to Danielle Ledeau. Danielle Ledeau, yes, these are serious times. HRC has committed serious crimes. Yes, she has committed so many serious crimes that over the decades that Republicans have been trying to catch her on one thing, they couldn't, but yet during that time, Just about every Republican leader who attempted to catch her doing something wrong themselves have had to resign or go to jail. She's done something so wrong that it is Republicans, mostly, who have gone to jail or had to resign after coming after the Clintons. Look, these Clintons aren't saints. These Clintons push the legal limit, like just about the person who files their taxes and push their limits. Trump pushes his limits legally. Because everybody looks out for their self-interest, but the fact, the mere, the, the belief that somehow Hillary is more corrupt than anybody else, or more corrupt than these folks that are accusing her, is hogwash, my dear friends. Hillary Clinton is like anybody else. And the good thing about Hillary Clinton, if I had to, if I had two crooks, and I'm not calling her a crook, but if I had two crooks, and one says I am going to maintain a health care system that supports people, I am going to ensure that kids can go to college at a, 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 a Pay, uh, go, to, go to college, paying it forward. In other words, not having to kill themselves like my daughter will going to med school to go ahead and pay her life off uh, after med school because of a crazy, poorly designed economic system. So no, I want somebody who is in there who thinks proactively for the middle class, Senor Ledo. Now let's go Ray Holder, my cousin, right? So I'm like, yeah, he called out so many. Yes, he sure did. Pantheon, Bill is wrong on millennials, Dal. Uh, you have, when you tell me that Bill is wrong on millennials, uh, Don, you got to tell me what you mean by that. So I'll be waiting for your reply. Uh, so let's see. I, so if I don't support HRC, who am I? I'm not telling you to go support HRC for any personal reason. I'm telling you to support HRC for your own economic well-being. I'm saying support HLC for your own um, social justice well-being all these particular issues. So who are you, Daniel Ledeau? You're a very intelligent person, so I'm not going to try to tell you who you are because I, you are going to have to decide that on your own. Now, let's see. Dana Matissa. Hillary is in a, in a landslide and the Dow Jones to 20,000. I do believe it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a close election. I think this is a lot of father that, father that's going on, father that's going on right now. I think a lot of this that we're seeing now is in the media. They're trying to make it a horse race. But I think these leads that Hillary Clinton has is pretty stable. I do believe a lot of people are just voting their their party their party ideology, not realizing that in doing so they're committing a great evil. Uh, the evil to the uh, at the same extent that we had in Europe for many of the leaders of uh, of Trump's ilk. There's a there's a Republican I don't remember his name that went on TV and he almost cried when he said it. He said fascism didn't start because people love fascism fascism started because there was a vacuum left for it to exist. We need to fill that vacuum. For all of those that are listening to me of good thoughts, of good minds, we need to fill that vacuum and go out there and vote to ensure that we don't get that. You don't have to like Hillary. You don't have to love Hillary. You don't have to fall in love with Hillary. You need to get somebody in there who then the grassroots can move and decide what we need to do to move this country forward. I don't look at a politician to solve the problems. I look at us to solve the problems. I look at a politician who can be directed by us. I look at Trump and the fascist portion of the Republican Party to attempt to use mechanisms, legal mechanisms, to more and more take away our freedoms, and in so doing, being able to turn America into a pseudo-fascist state, and eventually a fascist state. Some people are not willing to go as far as I am. Uh, They need to have lived where both myself and 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 and, uh, my cousin ray holder have lived before ray holder uh exactly i've I've just told our users they need to bin from places where we are from and what we are aware of and how these things work but right now and folks if you want to talk and not only over facebook but if you also want to talk on air give me a call six two six four six nine two nine two four nine five six four six nine two nine Two four nine five, and now I bring in my brother from San Antonio. How are you doing, John? Talk to me, John from San Antonio.
0: Yeah, good afternoon, Alberto. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine, and I'm feeling positive, sir.
0: All right. I voted on Monday. I think you already early voted, also, so it's good oh, to I know. Voted
1: on the first day. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Uh, okay, so uh, good opening. I agree. I good. I agree with what you're saying about the en- ev- evangelicals. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm also uh, an agnostic uh, humanist, but you know, I I also spent a lot of years in the Catholic Church as an altar boy, uh, etc. And so, you know, I I understand to me the core meaning of Christianity is about helping the poor and helping the people who need the help the most. And so I think that so many of the evangelicals have lost that meaning, and they've let their religion become politicized to where the political outlet of their religion is actually more important than the actual teachings of Christ – and you know it is it is total hypocrisy. I mean, it is complete hypocrisy. And so uh, you know, I I think that's very sad. Uh, one one thing that you were saying about the the clo- the race getting closer, I I, I just completely disagree with that. The race is getting much closer. There is just no denying it. I I you know check these numbers every day. Uh, and, you know, there are five states that are within two points. And, you know, Nate Silver right now, uh, if, if the election were to be held today, you know, it would it would be back at that 265-273 Clinton lead. And so, I mean, yeah, there are three states that are within, you know, uh, two-tenths of one percent. Uh, Florida, North Carolina, and Nevada, and yeah, I understand that there was a great poll out of Florida saying that, that 28% uh, crossed over, uh, you know, f- in early voting who are Republicans who crossed over to Democrats, and also that the numbers are great in Nevada. But I also know the history of the great aggregators, and that that history is that in statewide elections, in presidential elections, in the last. Uh, three cycles they are between the average is about 98 percent in their predictions and Mm -hmm. so you know the the largest they've ever been off is an election it was in indiana where real clear politics said that they were 1.4 percent off and so these these you know are these aggregators are incredibly accurate and so you know people really you know I don't. I mean, it's funny because you know, for most of the year, you were saying the opposite. You were saying take Trump seriously, and now that the up, election is.
1: I don't want you to misunderstand me at all. I don't want you to misunderstand. Me. I I never said I didn't believe the polls. Uh, what I said is I, and I think if if we go back on the tape, you'll see what I'm actually saying is I think they're making a horse race that that it really isn't. And what I mean by that is as follows: there's a thing to say that the polls are close, right? There's another thing to say that. Hillary has a real lead and that uh, let me give an example. And I gave this example a few days ago to a friend of mine who was saying, well, the race is getting closer. Let's give an example here. Let's say uh, Hillary was beaten Trump by 45 to 38, right? 45% to 38%. And then suddenly it became Hillary is only two instead of being seven points above uh, Trump. She's now two points above it. What is it now? 45, 43. What that tells me, Hillary is durable. And those, those, those people that weren't for Trump before when he was at 38%, I don't know who in their right mind didn't think Republicans would come home. So in other words, a lot of people are looking at these polls thinking uh, Hillary Clinton is getting weaker or that Trump is getting stronger. The truth of the matter is if you look at how the numbers are flowing, Republicans are just going home to the status quo. And if we have a status quo election, because there are more Democrats than Republicans, before, because there are more left-leaning people, when I say left, I mean left of center, not very left, 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 but that than the rest of the country, that is a good thing for Hillary Clinton in the vast majority of states that count. So my thing is not to discount the polls at all. My thing is to tell people if you are going if if you are out there don't sit down behind a laptop or behind msnbc cnn fox news or anything and panic what you have to do is just let things settle you go out there and vote you make sure and encourage all the folks you know to vote because the trump folks are doing the same and if trump folks get all their people out and we get all our people out we win it's that simple and it doesn't matter what those margins are gonna be if both sides do their job the country leans democratic because our values, our values, are democratic values. And, 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 and it, it's that simple. So my thing is I'm not disagreeing with you and I'm not changing from what I've said before. What happened recently is I'm seeing a, an unnecessary panic within people. And this is a panic is like, oh, we're, we're, what's going on? And what happens with a lot of people, John, is when they panic, they don't activate when they panic they sit down and they stay in front of the newspaper and stay in front of the tube instead of doing something in other words when i when i'm worried about getting something done i activate i saw that today my subject today was going to be different i go ahead and i see that people are starting to uh panic i look at my feed and people are oh my god what's happening and my my first thing about it is settle down be quiet Pick up your phone, make a call to your friends, make a call to your families, go to the bar, go to the restaurant, go to, do what I did in Starbucks on Thursday. You know what I did in Starbucks? I was in Starbucks yesterday doing my blogging two hours before my show, and I saw a lot of young people in Starbucks. And I summarily went to each one of them, and I said, hey, guys, have you voted yet? Uh, not really. You need to vote. Here's the reason why. Will you vote? Oh, yes. Where, where is your, are you registered? Yes. Where is your precinct? And I did that to several people in there. In fact, there was a guy from Cuba in there. And, um, you know, I, I detected an accent when he was talking to somebody else. So I went in there and I spoke to him in Spanish. And I started talking to him and I said, hey, in Spanish, have you voted yet? No, but he said, I said, are you going to vote? He said, I wish I could. I wish I could. But I, 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 all I have is a green card right now. And I looked at him and I said, well, but you do have friends, you do have family, and you see that green card that you have there? Be careful. Make sure that your folks who are citizens of the United States go out there and vote. In other words, it's not about panicking. It's not about saying you're scared. It's about just doing our job. If all of us do our job, we win the election because there are more of us than there are of them, and many of them Eventually will be us. Go ahead, John.
0: No, I, I agree with the message that you're saying. You know, definitely get out the vote, make calls if you have extra money. Consider you know giving money. I definitely agree with all that. But all I'm saying is that you know there are four states that are within one point of each other that, that yes. have 54 electoral votes. And you know, and Trump, if he if Trump wins all four of those states, he wins the election. Or he, it actually goes to it actually goes to uh, the House, and the House will vote for trump and so you know that 's all I 'm saying is you know go out and, and the polls have tightened it has gotten tighter this isn 't a figment of people 's imagination. But this is real explain
1: what tighter means it isn't that Hillary has lost any marginable, uh, a large measurable amount. it is simply that the polls work when you see a poll that has a, a tie of forty two thirty eight or or forty two thirty eight, you have to ask yourself, where are the other voters? So that poll doesn't, I don't like polls that ha- that are under fifty percent that adds up to less than one hundred. And the reason why is we cannot account for those others. I want to account for those others. So while I have always been, uh, you notice I was always concerned, like you mentioned earlier, I was always saying, don't look at this. That's one of the reasons because, the numbers didn't add up to 100%. now the numbers are adding up to 100% because people are coalescing around who they're really going to vote for. and that is well, they we ne- have- Well,
0: what I mean, is- they're never going to add up. They're never going to add up to 100% cuz there's always going to be at least you know, 3 to 6% minimum that are undecided even on election day. So, I mean, that's what consistently polls have said through the, through the years. So, yeah, I mean, that can actually swing the election, those undecided voters right there. And actually this year it's been a little bit larger than in most years because people don't know, you know, how to decipher Trump. And so, I mean, most people, uh, I mean, that's what Hillary's whole, uh, con- you know, strategy is to tr- was to try to convince those republican voters uh not to vote for Trump and she was pretty successful for most of the year and now in the last 2 weeks since since a debate you know i think actually if the debate would have been a week later we wouldn't even have this tightening because people would have seen how bad Trump was in that last i mean he was bad but there's been you know that was the 19th and there's been a lot of time <laughs>
1: I, dare I disagree with you, and let me tell you why. I think, you see, you're you're giving too much credit to uh, the rank and file Republican voter, okay? The rank and—remember, I spoke about four kinds of people. I spoke about evil, gullible, low information, and willfully ignorant. Those are four distinct group of people, okay? The alt-right, we know, are the evil folk. We know that. We don't have to discuss that. But then there's, there are the other threes. The low information, which are a large percentage of the uh, Republican vote, which if you listen to some of the, the people who are walking in North Carolina found out uh, They spoke to, to voters and I, I, sh- I shouldn't only say Republican voters, I should say voters in general, they spoke to some voters and and the voters. Uh, the, the, the vote a voter who was going to be a Hillary Clinton voter said, uh, "Well, I think I'm going uh, for Trump because uh, I, I was up until yesterday. I was going to vote for her. Then I saw what uh, Breyer said on, uh, on Fox News, where he said she was about to get indicted, and I don't want to put somebody who's about to get indicted in, in, in the White House. And the person listened, and he eventually said, you know that he walked back that that, that wasn't the true story. You know what the person told uh, the voter, I mean, told the canvasser, he said, but it was on the radio. The Raider don't lie. And so that, that's the kind of, those are the, those are the Trump type voters. But then again, again I call that the low information voter. Then we have the willfully ignorant. Some of them listen to my show. And that is, uh, they, are, they choose, they, they are able to convince themselves. The willfully ignorant, it's not a bad word. It's not an insult. It's just a fact. They, are, they choose to be willfully ignorant. And in choosing so, they can justify going ahead and voting for Trump. And then again, there are the others. I won't speak about the others. So, I mean, we have to realize that when Hillary Clinton from the beginning stated that this was going to be a close race, that is something that she knew. She knew the makeup of the psychology of the Republican Party. so What she also knew is that most of the Republican Party using one of those four tenets, will be going home. And if most of them go home, it is equivalent to a very close election. But again, if we do our job and make sure that our folk go out, we win. John. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Okay, but let's look, you know, let's go back uh, right after the election of 2012. And sure. I, I do think Hillary Clinton will still win. So I mean, don't misunderstand me, but I mean, what I'm saying is that you know, I mean, just overnight, I've you know, on my my numbers, I've had a a, a a switch in North Carolina, and Nevada. So I mean, uh-huh. this is how close these elections are, and Florida oh, is also very close, and so is New Hampshire, and so is Ohio. Uh, okay, but, but my point I, is,
1: is if you Ohio. go, I'm sorry. I think she's going to lose
0: Ohio. Yeah, I mean all the aggregators says she is going to lose Ohio, all six of the right. top aggregators, but she's only down 1.7%, so that's what I'm saying within two points. So I mean there's right. a possibility that she could win. Okay. So so it right after the 2012 election, a lot of democratic strategists are were saying you know the, whoever the next nominee and a lot of people even back then thought that Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee uh, right. how is how is she going to get the same amount of of African American votes which was an all-time record uh, in you know in 2008 and in 2012 uh mm-hmm. to vote for her that voted for Obama because the numbers were staggering they were incredible and the also the the second the second thing, and this is still the biggest question: Are the African American vote voters and are the millennials going to turn out for Clinton? And we still don't have the answer for that. I mean, uh, I mean, you see numbers in Florida where there's two percent down uh, from this time last then uh, 2012.
1: Twelve, yeah,
0: and so. So, I mean, I think they will. I think she'll win. I'm just saying that I think it's going to be very tight. And I think that the possibility, there is a possibility that she could lose. And so, uh, you know, so I mean, that should actually be motivation for people to go out and vote.
1: Exactly. Once you said that, you, you took the words out of my mouth. And that is what I wanted to say. My thing, again, is for folks not to panic, because if folks don't vote, if, if, if the left side doesn't vote, we deserve to lose. In, in other words, if we don't have the passion, if, if we see a Donald Trump out there, and that is, and, and this is, I will speak directly to the black voter, um, more so the, to the black and Latino voter, black, Latino, uh, Asian voter, all th- those, those three major subgroups black, Latino, Asian, uh, Native, uh, Native American. If you don't go out there and vote, we deserve to have Donald Trump. We deserve to have the policies that he will put forth. I mean, th- that's just the fact of the matter. If you cannot see, if you really see what this guy is about, and you have the vote, you, as, as President Obama said uh, yesterday, if, if it is in your control, he goes into North Carolina and he said, this is who this guy is. You have the vote. You have the power to ensure that those policies do not get affected. And if somehow you, the reason he wins is because you didn't vote, if you you have students, if you have college students in your household and you don't vote and you don't force, not force, but strongly encourage them to vote, if you have health issues and you don't encourage folks to vote against Donald Trump, if you have all these things, then you deserve it. You know what is the funniest thing about it? They talk about who the Hillary Clinton vote is all the the, 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 person, the educated whites, educated folks are mostly voting for her, minorities and all uh, minorities, but if not in the right right amount, not good enough. All these people, you know a lot of these people a trump it, let me let me say something for uh, specifically for for a lot of minorities and uh, uh, why, why the minority vote is a tricky thing, right? Minorities get so much hell from the state already. When I say state, I'm talking about the government already from,
0: uh,
1: you know, they, they're, they are much more used to pain. They are much more used to poverty. In fact, that's why the alt-right is getting powerful because we have in this country a, a time when a, a, a lot of folks don't like when I use it, but a British, a, a British economist, Started to, uh was on British TV a few months ago, actually about over a year ago, and I blogged about it. He said, you know what's happening in America? Whites are becoming the new black. And what he meant by that, yes, it's sort, of a, 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 it's sort of a, you know what, type of a statement. But what he was trying to explain is that a group of, not Appalachian whites, we know what the condition of Appalachian whites were for decades hasn't changed, that condition has remained for decades. They are equivalent to some of the same conditions that we have in the lower economic strata of, the, of, of Latinos and blacks in the ghettos and the barrios and these other places. We know that. But what, he's, what he was alluding to is what's occurring to marginally, uh, to, to white people that were on the margins, white people that were in the middle, middle class, lower middle class, they are, they are seeing what a lot of these, what has been standard for the Native Indians, the blacks, the, the, white, the, 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 the uh, Latinos, and all of it. And because it wasn't ever a part of their reality, they can't handle it. And we have a Trump that comes in, and he is able to make that, a pro- that their problem is because of the other. I mean, it's a, it's a psychological thing that works. It's a psychological thing that works and that is what we have to mitigate. But to mitigate it it's not gonna happen in two days. What we have to do in two days is vote, John.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with what with the guy was saying, but I mean, you know, if you look at look like, look at what Bernie's campaign was about, Bernie was, was saying something similar what to what the economist was saying. And but I mean he, his solution is uh, to, to solve this through, you know, trying to to uh, change income inequality, to where right. Trump's solution is basically is to double down on the same policy. That's why he's such a hypocrite, and that's why he's such a liar. And you know, I mean, it, I guess it get, people get. Tired of calling him a liar, you know? I mean, I know I have because, you know, at the very beginning, that's all I did. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. But then, you know, people want to change their narrative even when they're talking on talk shows. But, I mean, when you get back to it, that's what what he's doing almost every day. It's almost everything out of his mouth, you know. PolitiFact says it's 74%. I think it's more like 95%. (laughs) I mean, it is unbelievable – it is unbelievable what he says, saying all this stuff about Clinton. This is worse than Watergate. There's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing. And, you know, calling calling uh, Hillary Clinton a, a criminal, that's why all these people are coming back. Because when they watch Fox News, when they watch, listen to Limbaugh, that's all they hear. Hillary is a criminal, 24 hours a day. Now, they don't have the ability, obviously – to actually think about, you know, well, let, let me kind of evaluate this. Has she actually done anything that's illegal? She had an investigation. She's been investigated for, you know, so, so much during her time at the Secretary of State, Benghazi investigations. None of them led to anything, yet they all call her a criminal. They're all going to lock her up like this is some kind of third world country, you know, where people. Uh, talk like that. I mean, I, th- I mean and that's the big difference between Trump and the, you know, and the other, you know, bad Republican candidates there would also cause in- incredible economic damage to uh, you know, the working class. And uh, the middle class, but on top of that, you have this added dimension of being a racist, being a total liar about everything, not knowing about policy, not caring about policy, plus he has all these – uh, fascistic tendencies, you know, when he talks about, you know, Kim Jong Il, I mean, Kim Jong Un, rather, you know, he's, I'm impressed with him. You know, he killed those generals in, in Tiananmen Square. You know, I was impressed with the Chinese. They killed those protesters. And,
1: uh, you know, the way the he psychopath. admires Putin. I'm look, sorry? The man the man is a psychopath. And as, as I don't remember, the, uh, Steve Steve something, the name of the uh, Republican uh, uh, pundit, Smith, pundit that, Smith Steve Smith he, he Smith, he was so right about what, what he said, right? He, under, and, and, you know, he said it in, in, in much, much cleaner words. He was very good the way he said it. And I, I, for the new listeners that are on now, I, I need to repeat that. And that is he understands that fascism doesn't look like fascism when it's starting. You know, like he said it's not that fascism looked good. It's that what people thought they were being offered did look as good as what this fascist was presenting to them. And that is where Donald Trump is to a, uh, to not a majority of the country, but to a large portion of the country who were voting for him. Now, um, so, I mean, that is what you have to get across. Before, let me go to bit uh, Millennials, uh, Pantheon says that Bill Clint Bill Maher doesn't understand millennials. Uh, you think, let's, let me read it. Bill says millennials are uneducated about the facts on both sides. He says uh, the millennials don't understand what the politicians' issues are. I think millennials have really educated themselves on what's going on during this election. Um, Pantheon, I'm not exactly sure that is uh, completely right. And the reason I don't want to, I, I, I don't hit it completely as wrong it's because it is partially right. The right portion about it is that the stat uh, that politicians running today are establishment politicians. Obama had a good way of saying it yesterday um, when he went when, when they asked him about the, the Obamacare. He said, "Yes, I wanted health care. I wanted single payer health care. I've spoken about wanting single payer health care, but I had I was given a different hand." He's right. He was given a different hand. He was given a whole group of lobbyists. He was given a, a, a trillion-dollar medical system. And here is the deal, and this is what millennials need to understand. Uh, if you're going to have a revolution, let's, let's say you're going to – because, you know, I'm, I was a Bernie guy. I'm with our revolution. I'm with all of that. Your revolution can only be successful – is after the revolution is over, you have something to make the lives better of the masses. Otherwise, you find yourself in a constant state of revolution. That is something the president understands. I disagree with him on a whole lot of issues, but that is something the president understands. That is something that many, many people we call establishment understand. You can't have a huge establishment and think that one person look let me let me put it better the the, the the mere fact that Trump can talk a lot of BS and convince a lot of Americans it shows you the difficulty that any president would have making the type of changes that many people want let's see they chose all the way up to 34 for Millennials yet everyone thinks of Millennials No, no no Millennials are up to 34 I, I mean I understand that in fact I like to call myself a Gen X, or Even though I'm on the cusp of Gen X baby boomer, I call myself a Gen Xer because I think the baby boomers act too damn old. But anyhow, um, uh, here's the reality. Uh, Hillary Clinton is not going to push things the way I want it pushed. But Hillary Clinton also has another audience. Hillary Clinton has an audience that will listen to her in, let's say, Wall Street and others. We those of us on the left, those of us who've been talking about our revolution on the left, together have enough power to sway a Hillary. Not to get 100% of what we want, to get some percentage of what we want, what we need. And what she wrote down as policy, we, if we force her to simply the policies that she is running on, Again, let me tell you, let me repeat that. If we were to get simply, you know, I want, a, I want policies way left than Hillary. But I tell you what, if I were to get most of Hillary's current policies, it would be a good thing for America. It would be a good thing for me. And I would be happy. I would keep pushing for more leftward movement, but I would be happy. Donald Trump is a different story. Donald Trump is talking about reversing the economics of this country. It's not about the Bush or, or it's not about the Bush or Reagan reversal. This is a different thought process, and it's the same thought process that has gotten him where he is. So we have to keep that. No, we have to promote that notion to folks. I see that you're on. Uh, I think that is uh, who's that? Uh, I'm coming to you six two zero in a little bit. I I, I understand that. I think that's Jack, but you have to be pragmatic because if you want a revolution and you want change, and let's say you get it, be careful of what you get. You better be able to know what to do with that change that you've gotten. And that is where I, I, I counsel millennials. Millennials are my biggest audience and that's where I counsel millennials. I don't, I listen to their ideas, I give them my ideas, and we come together. I counsel in that regard, because that's a very important concept, my friends. Let me get Jack in. Jack, give me a quick curve because we're kind of running out of time. Come on, Jack. Come on in. Okay. It's
0: Jack Golding. And I want to doctor. say that uh, Donald Trump will get the lion's share of the Twitter vote. <laughs> the lion's share of those uh, uh, uh go go to wikileaks those' right those two are very certain because he loves twitter yes and then the and have, i have criticism for uh uh new york times uh washington post uh uh
1: wall street journal and all these they 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 are not objective, but well, we knew that right. Yeah. Well, anyway, Jack, look, thank you for your input, my friend. As usual, you're you're a good listener and uh, you always have something brilliant to tell us. Anyhow, folks, we're coming close to, we have five more minutes left. And before I want to just, let me get John to say a few words before I go on my soapbox. Go ahead, John. All right, uh well, I just
0: want to encourage everybody to go out and vote uh you know don't be discouraged if you do see a line on Tuesday you know just just you know understand that your civic duty is very important and understand also that the, this election is extremely because, I mean we don't want to see a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Trump presidency, so I mean uh you know, just vote. And uh, go go do it. It's very important. And uh, enjoyed the show, as usual. And uh, hopefully we'll have a, a victory in the Senate and in the presidency. And, uh, you know, at least we can get Supreme Court judges at that point. And, uh, you know, the House is going to be really hard. Right now the odds are at 5% only of retaking yeah. the House. But, uh, you know, we still, you know, push for our ideas. Stay, you know, stay with it. Vote in 2018, because all those off-year elections are extremely important also.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, uh, folks, thank you very much, as usual, John. You're an integral part of this show. And all of you, my dear listeners and watchers on on Facebook Live, on Blog Talk Radio, on Tumblr, etc. Now, let me just say something, guys. Um, You know, this morning I just kind of woke up and saw the stories on Melania, Melania Trump being that she was once a, an undocumented worker. Remember that Melania Trump was once an undocumented worker and also Trump paid 150, or, or a newspaper paid $150,000. I wonder where it came from to bury a Trump story where he was with a playboy, uh, a playboy uh, playmate, etc. You know, a lot of stuff on Trump that, that, that the media, pays very little attention on, even though they gave Hillary Clinton's email scandal a whole lot of notice. I mean, it, there's no liberal media here. There is an effort that's always made. And I think, I don't think the media necessarily wants Trump. I just think intrinsic within the media, there's a whole lot of misogyny there. Because the things that, that, that Trump gets away with is unheard of. And any woman that attempts to do that, God knows it. Ray Holder says, can you imagine the backlash Hillary or even President Obama would have gotten if they displayed so much affection to guy a guy from Russia or even North Korea? And Melania, you're right, Holder, how ironic that the guy who wants to get rid of all these undocumented workers is married to a woman who was an undocumented worker and under the immigration laws, as I understand, she could be, she could lose her citizenship for having done that and she could be deported. So that is what we're looking at. But anyway, folks, we're at the end of the show. And I want to tell you, first of all, thank you so kindly for having been here. Thank you so kindly for listening to the show. Please remember to promote the show. Please remember to share the show. Please remember to let other people see this, but most importantly, come in, on November 8th, please remember to go out and vote and vote correctly. There, This election, there's definitely a wrong way to vote. Anybody voting for Donald Trump, and I'll, I'll say that absolutely so. Thank you very much, guys. But anybody voting for Donald Trump is adding a clear and present danger to the country, to your pocketbook, to your... To your this is Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day. And with that, I'm out. Okay, Facebook users, thank you very much for spending this time with me. Hey, Ray, my, 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 my primo, thank you very much for being here. Again, please, folks, remember to go to Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis on the uh, Facebook page, that, my, my Facebook page here, and like it. What happens then is whenever I, I'm coming on with new shows or whatever, you'll little get a little prompt that says, hey, guys, uh, we're having another show. In fact, on Tuesday during the election, I'll be covering the election for the, probably for two hours on, at KPFT 90.1 FM on Houston. If you're not in Houston, of course, you know, I'll be carrying it here as well as I'll be carrying it on the KPFT.org site and my site as well. So check it out, KPFT.org, politicsdoneright.com, or come here to Facebook, and uh, great. And Pantheon, yes, I, you know, I, I mentioned, if you listen to my show, I went ahead, Pantheon and, uh, and Don, and I gave kudos to your show, but I didn't have the information, so I couldn't tell them exactly where to go. Your show is a great show. You need to go vote and vote right, though, Don. You have me a little bit concerned about some of the things you're saying now. I know you're a green guy, but you still have to do what's right. Jaime Rodriguez, mi hermano, como estas? Okay, folks, this is it. Politics on Right is out.